0: This is the Havila Cunnington Podcast, and I'm Havilah Cunnington. O-M-G. Yes, I just said that. But the truth is, I have been dying to talk to you guys. I don't know what it is, but I have had this thing in my heart for a while. And well, I, I kind of locked myself up in my bedroom right now, my kids are running around the house. Um, it's summer vacation, so let's be honest. There is very too little structure going on in this house. And I just wanted to like pop in for a few minutes and give you some thoughts of what I've been thinking about and kind of what I'm going through myself. Um, You know, most of what I share with you isn't me telling you, hey, I got this figured out. Hope you make it. Hope you're as awesome as I am. (laughs) I wish I was that cool. But really often it's like I'm one or two steps right ahead of you saying, okay, listen, look at me. Don't move. Keep walking. You got this. Um, That's really what life looks like for a leader, at least a really authentic leader. So anyway, it is, uh, well, it's the month of June, and we are home. Um, I just got back from a trip. I was actually in Champaign, Illinois. Flew into Chicago. I spent three days at an amazing vineyard church there, where we did a women's conference Friday and Saturday, and then I spoke at their weekend services as well as stream to their satellite services. And I'm telling you, this community is one of the most, um, like kind, generous, and authentic communities I've been around in a long time. I I have such an affection for Vineyard. I have many memories of being connected to Vineyard churches, but it just reminded me again of what an amazing stream the Vineyard churches are. And if you live close to Champaign, you need to get over there and check out their services, although I think they have satellite ch- churches all over. So and you can also, I think, stream online to theirs as well. So Don't forget to check that out. And then next week, I uh, actually next Sunday, I take off to be a part of the Bethel Music um, tour, which I'm really excited and honored to be a part of. And I'll be in uh, Minneapolis and Chicago. So those are my two stops. They kind of spread it out, split it between us leaders. And so those are my two spaces, which I'm excited. I don't think I've been to Minneapolis and Um, I know Chicago is like one of my favorite places. So winning all the way, come see us. Um, And then uh, what I want to do is I guess share a few thoughts with you. So if you're kind of leaning in, uh, this is what I want to share. Did you know that how you begin something is important, but how you end something is just as important? Did you know that it matters to God how you begin, and then the process in which you end? Being faithful to God doesn't mean we stay in the same place. Being faithful to God doesn't mean that our feet get stale and we don't move on. Being faithful to God is understanding that we have assignments and our identity doesn't change. I'm a daughter of God, I'm loved by God, I love God, that's who I am, but my assignment does change. Uh, My assignment to be a mom is currently in progress. My assignment to be a wife is currently in progress. Uh, My assignment to be a worship pastor was an eight-year assignment that ended to transition to moral revolution. I've had many different assignments, and the moment I expect my assignment to be my identity is when I get in trouble because ultimately all assignments end. It's the truth, I know, wah, wah, it's true though. So if we can kind of see our life and assignments, we stay really safe because our identity never attaches to what exactly we're doing. We're doing it in a place of service, of honoring, a faithfulness. But like every good assignment begins, and usually it's like a brand new relationship, we're excited, we're dreaming about the possibilities, we're giving 110% of ourselves. Of course I'll do that. Of course I'll start that. Of course I'll be a part. And we're excited because the possibilities of what's coming is important, and we need that. You know, I always think marriage needs the honeymoon stage because you would never get married if you knew what marriage really looked like. Come on, you know that's true. Who wants to be stuck with the same person every single day, looking at the same face every single day? But when you fall in love, all those endorphins kick in and all of those rewards kick in, and it pushes us into making the commitment, and the truth is, the Bible says, marriage is not about making us happy, although there are moments of complete bliss. Marriage is about making us like Christ, and so our ability to love and serve our spouse in their weakness, in their brokenness, in the places where they can't show up or you know perform in a way that we want them to, we love them because Christ first loved us. And one of the safest places for me as a wife to sit is in the place of loving Ben as my brother not as my husband, not as my lover, not as all those things, but as my brother, a friend, someone that I see and can be compassionate for his journey and his story. So the beginning of marriage is exciting and it's honeymoon and it's wedding, but ultimately the process of being married is a process. And just like everything, every job I've had, every assignment I've had is a process. And often in the middle, the Bible is really clear. It says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Now, the Bible wouldn't say that if we didn't have a tendency to grow weary. Being weary is a human condition. It's not a negative condition. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you insecure. It doesn't make you uh, lacking. It's real. The Bible says don't grow weary. So that's a tendency that we can turn into, but God wants us to stay strong and stay faithful. But then there's always a season when the winds change and the voice of God speaks and we know it's time to move on. God is transitioning us. And I love this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10. And this is the message version. But it says it so clearly. It says, so here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now is to finish what you started last year. And not let, not let those good intentions grow stale. Your heart's been in the right place all along. You've got what it takes to finish it up, so go to it. Once the commitment is clear, you do what you can, not what you can't. The heart regulates the hands. This isn't so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. No, you're shoulder to shoulder with them all the way. Your surplus matches their deficit their surplus matches your deficit. In the end, you come out even as it is written, nothing left over to the one with the most and nothing lacking to the one with the least. I love this thought because there are seasons when we do the very thing that God told us to do last year. That's normal. Someone says, well, what, what does God want you to do? He wants you to do the very last thing he told you to do. And then there are seasons when our intentions grow stale and we grow weary. Um, But then there's also seasons when it's time to finish up. It's time to see that our commitment has been made and that it's time to move on. And I love the thought, the heart regulates the hands. And sometimes our heart transitions well before our hands transition. That first the spiritual, then the natural. Not always. Sometimes it's the natural, then the spiritual. But, you know, not not making, staking a claim that it has to happen in a certain order, but just allowing God to transition. Now, what I want you to lean into today is the thought that how you finish this season is going to be pivotal to your next season. If you disappear, if you run away, if you go out gossiping and slandering, if you go out hurting people, let me tell you, That will follow you. It's impossible for what's happening in your heart now not to follow you. So, the best thing you can do is humble yourself and stay right beneath where God has you and say, You know what? I'm going to finish well. I'm going to go out blessing. I'm going to go out loving. I'm going to go out being generous. I'm going to love. It doesn't mean I'm changing my mind. I'm not changing my no or my yes. But I am continuing in this process. You know, sometimes when we are finished with something, we just want to like shake the dust or clap our hands and move on. I'm the best starter in the world. I wish there were awards for starting things because I would win every single one of them. But finishing actually is something I've had to grow in. I've had to work at. I've had to see. And often I've had to go and repent and say, I'm sorry, I didn't finish well. How can I clean this up? How can I make this happen well? And um, how you begin something is just as important as how you finish something. And if you can if you can nail both of those, if you can finish those well, I'm telling you, you'll have a story of success, a story of completion. And sometimes people won't accept that. Sometimes they, they will get caught up in abandonment and rejection or fear or anxiety and they will think you leaving them as abandonment or that you are being mean or you're not being kind. As long as you know that's not your heart, do everything in your power to love them well. Do everything in your power to ease the fear and say, hey, I see you. I'm with you. It's time for a transition, but I'm not leaving you. I'm leaving my assignment. And be really clear about that. So again, shoulder to shoulder with everybody. This is normal in our lives. What assignment are you looking at today? Are you, are you loving that assignment? Are you honoring that assignment? Sometimes our assignment is taking care of our kids and we want our assignment to be a best-selling author. We want our assignment to be a vacation in Hawaii. <laughs> we want our assignment to be more than what we're doing. But the question is, are you honoring the assignment God's given you? Everything you're doing today is preparation for tomorrow and it's free. Everything you're doing today, let me say this, if you prepare and lean in the preparation, it's a it's a free way of you being trained. I remember taking on a job years ago and I remember saying to the person that was leading me, gosh, I just don't know if this is me. I was my coach in my life. I said, I just don't know if this job is me and what do I do? And It doesn't feel like it's completely my style. And the person said, you know what? This environment is a safe place to learn and they're paying you to learn. They're paying you how to be a leader. They're paying you how to run an event. They're paying you on practicing. And so some of you right now, you may fight the fact that it doesn't fit. The shoe doesn't completely fit, but you know what? You're learning to walk and you're learning to not grow weary in well-doing and you're learning how to finish well. So sign up again, start again today, And you've got this. I love you guys so much. Uh, I want to also encourage you, for those of you that haven't taken our Prophetic Personality course, guess what? It's still live and there's still time. I get emails every single day from many of you around the world that want to know how to hear God's voice. And I shortcutted it. I put something together of all of my best material to teach you how to hear God's voice. You don't have to worry anymore. You're not called to be confused anymore. You're called to know. And so that course on truthtotable.com, that's truthtable.com is available for you. It's evergreen, which means when you buy it, you have it forever. You can re- reference it 10 years from now, and you'll always have that as part of your library. Invest in yourself today. You are worth that. And uh, I don't know about you, but hearing God's voice seems to be one of the most um prevalent things and prevalent things in my life currently. So truth table, don't forget to say hi. I'm always on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter most days. and I love that I got these this few minutes with you. I'm always honored that you give me your time. Have a great day. I'll catch you next time.